This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guys, before we get to today's show, I just wanted to make sure you were aware of ChessMugs.com. It's a limited edition set of chess mugs featuring hand-drawn portraits of all 16 undisputed world chess champions. Dishwasher safe, microwavable, beautiful pictures, famous positions on them. So if this piques your interest, go to chessmugs.com and check it out. And if you use the promo code perpetualchess at checkout, you can save 15%. All righty, on to the show. Hello, everyone. I'm Ben Johnson, and this is the Perpetual Chess Podcast. On Perpetual Chess, I have weekly conversations with chess players, personalities, authors, and adult improvers about their lives, their careers, and about chess improvement. Perpetual Chess is brought to you through the generosity of its Patreon and PayPal supporters. For more information, go to perpetualchesspod.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Perpetual Chess. We have an exciting guest this week. He is one of the most popular chess personalities in the world. He is a Croatian chess player and enthusiast, but of course he is best known for having the most popular YouTube chess channel in the world, Agadmater's Chess Channel. 535,000 subscribers last time I looked, which was like 10 minutes ago, so it's probably 536,000 now. Just astronomical, mind-boggling growth. Just amazing to see. He's doing so much to promote chess, and I am excited to have him on the show. So, Antonio Radic, how are you, sir? Uh, Well, I'm doing great. I was very much looking forward to the podcast. Uh, I've never been an actual guest on a podcast, so it's, uh, it's also very exciting for me. Uh, so thank you for having me. Oh, thanks. Um, I mean, you're obviously find your way online all the time. But yeah, it's nice to try out the different mediums. And uh, as we'll, we'll get to eventually in our conversation, I know you've mentioned on Twitter that you're thinking about starting a podcast. So all of that in due time. But I think that, that we got to start with uh, with your YouTube channel. I mean, um, just just incredible success. You actually started. I've been, of course, digging into the history of the channel as best I can uh, since we lined up this interview. And you started your um, your channel about a couple months before I launched Perpetual Chess, this podcast. And somehow you have a teeny bit more subscribers than me. Only only about 500,000, you know, only about 530,000 more. So it's just been incredible to see. Um, so I know that you've done a Q&A on your channel in the past, and there was a nice write-up on Chess Base India that Sagar Shah did um, a while back. So I'll be linking to those and we'll be trying not to rehash um, too much that you've talked about before. But I did think it would be helpful, Antonio, if you just took us to the beginning, the first time you pressed, I know you had a video background, but the first time you pressed record to make a chess video. Yeah, I, I don't really remember which video I did. Uh, I did the first. I do remember the one that really uh, made the channel uh, take off. It was actually um, uh, a video that I, I made um, uh, without checking anything. It was a, a game Bobby Fischer played uh, against Samuel Reshevsky, and I said he defeated him in 10 moves. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I was doing this game uh, uh, by heart, uh, I thought I knew the game and I thought I remembered all of the moves. I actually thought uh, uh, Reshevsky resigned after he saw that he was going to lose the queen, but the game actually lasted for some 
40 something moves so uh, <laughs> and that video really started receiving a lot of views uh, even though it never the game never actually happened that way uh, i mean it did only when i said that the game ended the game lasted for some 30 something moves uh, but uh, that was uh, one of the first videos that i made but it was a uh, one of the first videos that i made with uh, with the blue yeti microphone that i'm actually using now to, to talk to you in this podcast uh, my girlfriend got it uh, t- to me for my birthday some three years ago. Uh, but I I do have some videos before that where I use like a really cheap microphone, like a $2 microphone and um, n- even no camera. Uh, I remember I, I did a, I did a video on uh, on Mikhail Tal's game against Alexei Suetin, the... the uh, uh, a pre- pretty... <laughs> how did they call it? Uh, not bad for a dead man. Yeah, and, yeah, very uh, famous game. Yeah, and every time I I touch a milestone on the channel, like every time for one hundred thousand subscribers, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred thousands, I always invite people to to check out that video when I reach one thousand subscribers because it's it's really terrible. I I, <laughs> I mean, there's no not 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 just because there's no camera. I mean, Jerry from Chess Network, he doesn't use a camera, and his videos are are top notch. But um, it, it was it was it was just bad. I mean, anyone who saw it. Uh, will confirm that it's bad, but um, the reason I invite people to check it out is because uh, I started with that, and I'm uh, the biggest chess channel in the world at the moment. So you know, it doesn't matter what you have, like uh, equipment-wise, or or even how comfortable you are talking in front of the camera or the microphone. You know, if you think you have something to contribute, uh, then then you can just start doing it, and uh, you know, people will appreciate that regardless of the of the equipment. Yeah, I mean, the, of course, it helps, but uh, it, it's not essential. Yeah, the mantra of every content creator: the first thing is just start. Um, but I'm gonna. Yeah. But I'd like <laughs> to take you back a little more because I actually did sort your videos from oldest. So here's what I'll tell you: I uncovered Antonio. You're probably a little okay. too in the moment to um to be on top of this. The first, very first video I saw posted on your channel was just a live blitz game from what looked to be a Croatian chess club. Um, just people playing and basically it, it doesn't really count. Um, and then the first video that you seem to produce was, uh, the, the top 10 fa- or 10 facts about Magnus Carlsen. So like you say, a little list. Uh, of- yeah. Okay. Those are, those are way before I, I actually showed, <laughs> showed games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the top ten facts uh, for, for quite some time, and the video you mentioned—that's actually my uh, brother-in-law and my father-in-law oh, playing funny. against each other. Yeah, that, <laughs> but you, you couldn't know that from from the video, right? Yeah, that's that's very funny. Yeah, and you could see uh, you had some video background because you knew about the listicles. You know, you're doing a top ten list, so at least some some intent to draw an audience. But yeah, you weren't on screen yet. You could tell the difference that the sound wasn't as good yet. And then slowly, as you say, you um you made your way to the formula that you currently have. Although you mentioned the uh, the Fisher game, which by the way, for listeners, a lot of people will be familiar with that game it's an accelerated dragon trap where uh, yeah, fisher, yeah, yeah. fisher plays bishop takes f7 and then the knight can go to e6 just a beautiful game i mean of course i'll, I'll link to it as well um totally understandable that you thought the game was over once he won the queen um so but anyway so as you got for as you move forward and how did you um settle on the formula as we take it for because you you say that the channel really took off when you made that Fisher video, but I think you already had tens of thousands of subscribers by that point. So it's all relative. Um, but uh, when? Yeah. But when did you decide? Okay, I'm going to focus on games. Well, uh, as you create content, uh, uh, you get a lot of feedback. Uh, there are a lot of people giving you a lot of positive and a lot of negative feedback. Feedback, and uh, basically the way my channel looks now, everything, everything about it, the interface, the the length of the video, the content I choose, uh, everything, is basically tailored by the viewers. So I, I I do I do create everything, and I decide where where something goes. But every Every suggestion, every message, every comment, it, it, it all factors in the, the, the final product. So I, I wouldn't say that that it's what I decided. It's what I, I thought that the, the viewers would enjoy most. That's, that's a, a really good insight. 
Um, and how do you weigh the comments of the listeners? Because I mean, I'm, you know, obviously much smaller scale content creator, but but I'll get one listener telling me you need to focus more on chess improvement and another listener telling me um, I enjoy everything except for the chess improvement. So, you know, how do you the chess improvement talk? How do you approach uh, issues like that? Well, it's it's uh, for me, it's uh, more of a uh, more of a. I don't know, uh, <laughs> subjective, so to say. Uh, I focus on those uh, those comments that uh, you know uh, strive towards what I'm considering. So if I'm considering, uh, maybe I should uh, make the board brighter and maybe make the quote above the board smaller. If uh, I don't know, if if people go in that direction, then then I will uh, think that that's what I should do. But if someone uh, I don't know. A good example is um, a lot of people suggested that maybe I should show a game from Black's perspective. Like maybe I should flip the board. If if there's a really good game played by the Black pieces, maybe the Black pieces should be on the bottom of the screen and the White pieces on top. And uh, although a lot of people suggested it, I never I never even considered it uh, because uh, th- that's just not not how I enjoy uh, viewing a chess diagram in a book in a in a you know in, in on a display anywhere. I enjoy it. White is on the bottom, black is on top, and that's how I, that's how I uh, imagine the board when I close my eyes. That's that's how I want to present games. So it's w- one of uh, the examples where it doesn't really matter how many times it was suggested. I, I just don't like it. But uh, you know, someone someone once said that maybe I should put uh, uh, photos of the players next to the board, and I have considered that a few times. And then uh, someone suggested, it and I said, "Okay, I will implement that." And that's why there are uh, uh, photos uh, of players next to the board uh, on, on every game that I show. Yeah, and that's definitely a, a good addition. It seems like you, you've uh, you've got things down pretty much to a science at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, I also wanted to mention I saw in one of your very first game videos, I believe it was a. Uh, game between Shanklin and Ivanchuk. You had music going in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I read the comments and there are a lot of people saying, chill with the music, Antonio. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, really in the beginning, I saw that a lot of people who were who were streaming, uh, you know, had some music in the background. It was, uh, I, I didn't use commercial music. I use uh, non-copyright music. I think it was NCS or something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, people really didn't appreciate that when, when it comes to a chess game. Uh, maybe okay if you uh, I don't know uh, Eric Hansen he will listen to to some techno when he plays Blitz, but that's different. He just plays. He doesn't really uh, talk about it. He he just uh, uh, plays in his stream. So the music can can be view, viewed as as a bonus. Uh, but when you have a story to tell, when you, when you want to express something, then I don't think. Uh, uh, the music is all that helpful, which uh, which I immediately abandoned after uh, a lot of people pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, probably probably too many, but but it was good feedback. So um, yeah, um, and I and Antonio, I gather that you have like um, either an interest or a background in video games. Um, wh- what's the story with that? Well, uh, it's um, well, it's not only a background. I I enjoy video games uh, since forever. I mean, I uh, I still vividly remember when I was five years old and I got my uh, first copy of the the Legend of Zelda. Nice. That was a that was a special moment, and I really enjoyed that game. Even though it it was in German and I really couldn't speak any German, I was actually playing that game with a with a, a German Croatian German dictionary. So, or maybe it was even an English German dictionary. So I had to translate everything. Uh, it was. It, it really took me a, a lot to to go through it, huh. but I, I did enjoy it. And uh, I, I'm a really big fan of uh, old old school classics like role playing games. Uh, pretty much, pretty much uh, a, a, any console role playing game is uh, is a must uh, for me. And I, I I did enjoy an occasional you know m- modern games like like League of Legends, Hearthstone, or something like that. Gotcha. And for making your videos, um, are you drawing from like the YouTube sphere in video games or any other subjects? Was there anything that you used? Because even though you've changed your format a lot, it seemed like you had some ideas about how a video should be presented right from the beginning. Really? I I really didn't uh, get that. Uh, I mean, uh, you kept it short and you had the listicles right off the bat. Yeah. uh, One of the things I, I, uh, always doing my videos is something that I enjoy in in uh, the videos of others, and I don't do things that I I don't enjoy in in the videos of others. 
for example, I, I never do sponsored content. I've never done any sponsored content. Uh, not, not because I, I hate it that much when other people do it. It's just that uh, people come for the content. If you, you know, uh, shove sponsored content in their face before the actual content, it, it just seems wrong. This is what I don't enjoy. So I don't do it in my videos. Although if someone had something really cool or useful or, or interesting, regardless of it being the, uh, a sponsored content, maybe I would consider doing it, but, but let's say at the end of the video. Uh, so, so you're uh, not well, talking about like the that. YouTube generated like uh, Kaspara master masterclass ads and stuff like that. You're talking about like something that's actually in your video. Yeah, something that's in my video, not not the 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 ads uh, like the video ad before my video actually starts. Right. Okay. That's a, that's a standard that everyone uh, is is used to that. But if I have a like a ten minute video uh, on a, on a Bobby Fischer game and I talk about uh, I don't know antiviruses for the first minute and a half, that's uh, that that's a no go for me. Gotcha. Okay. Um... So yeah, as you make your way, you mentioned um, that you felt like your channel was really uh, taking off when you made the Bobby Fischer beat to GM in 10 moves video. You mentioned in your, in your interview with Sagar Shah um, that you quit your job uh, a little bit more than two years ago. Um, but one thing, I was curious when you had the first thought that this might be viable as a profession, because obviously from the, the germination of the thought to actually doing it would take some time. Well, that, that, that was actually... Uh long, long time ago, maybe even in 2015, I already had some ideas because uh, I remember when I uh, when I uh, paid for my first beer with YouTube money, <laughs> I said, okay, if this is possible, if one beer is possible, you know, with YouTube money, then it's only a matter of... Uh, of scale, of time. yeah. <laughs> yes. No, of time. Yeah. Uh, since it, it, it will either work or not. I mean, uh, it's not that I was just doing that. I had other jobs. I had uh, a second job over the weekend. I, I I did a lot of things. So I really did YouTube in my in my spare time. Uh, but yeah, people people really enjoyed it. They they were really uh, you know uh, uh, contributing. They 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 were supporting me, and uh, it, it became possible to to quit my uh, job at around I believe twenty thousand subscribers. And were you nervous at the time? Was it? Did it feel risky? Well, no, because at at the time that I quit my job, I I was making uh, around the same the, around the same that I did on my on my actual job. So I I didn't feel uh, at all worried about it. And even if I, if if it didn't work out, maybe in in a year or so, I I could always you know do do the same job somewhere else. I guess. Okay, and your background's in graphic design. Is that right? Well, uh, not not so much. I did uh, I did go to college for for graphics design, but I I never finished uh, finished it. Um, but I did uh, work uh, for ten years with my father. He has a, a, a well a, a, a wedding photography studio. So uh, he was he was uh, shooting weddings, and I were uh, and I was uh, recording and editing them for. Yeah, I, I did that for about, about ten years. So I I do know my way around video. And uh, I, I do enjoy chess, obviously, uh, since uh, not since forever, as you know, people might think, but uh, since I was like maybe 16. But yeah, when when you put those two together, uh, that's that's pretty much it. How how it all came to be. And obviously, you're you know tons of chess history. Um, it's it's obvious from watching your channel. As I was telling you right before we recorded, I'm. Uh, listeners, the next book I'm going to recap is uh, Bobby Fischer Goes to War. So I've also been watching your recaps of the games and uh, the amount of time you put into the preparation is is quite evident as you go through the games. Um, but how much of your like how much of your chess knowledge uh, came before you even started the channel as compared to like prepping for a specific video when you're doing the, the stuff that requires uh, heavier preparation? Oh, I, I would say about 90 percent came before. That's impressive. Yeah, because I, I well, I, it's not like I inherited, but my, my <laughs> grandfather, he was a FIDE master. He had, really had a lot of books, really old books, and uh, I really enjoyed going through all of them. And uh, that's what, what I mostly tell people when they ask me why I started the channel. Uh, I, I, had, I had a lot of chess knowledge, and uh, I had no one to share it with. 
so I would often bore my friends, you know, uh, hey, man, you know, there was this guy, you know, Michal Tal, and he was really awesome. And, you know, I would uh, talk about him and they, they would listen, you know, but mostly because they were my friends and not not, not so much because they, they were interested in it. Yeah, I mean, Tal, Tal is a particularly fun subject. Yeah. Um, so then you start the channel and you optimize the the sort of formula and do you feel like you're still you're still tweaking what you're doing or do you feel like now you sort of know what people want well uh, at the moment i i do try to tweak a little things like maybe um maybe content wise uh, to to really try and uh, do I, I i would never do something that i don't want to do like if someone wanted me to do a i don't know uh uh, a Karpov versus Kasparov saga that that would I, I would enjoy that, but that would take me like maybe three years right. uh, of of everyday work. So I'm not I'm not interested in doing that right now. Uh, but uh, uh, little things like I do uh, before I start uh, my next big saga, I create a poll on my channel. People vote, and now we had a vote. Either we were going to have a uh, Anatoly Karpov saga, Judith Polgar saga, or Paul Morphy saga. Those were the three that, um, uh, well, got got the mo- most votes. So uh, it was almost Judith Polgar, but uh, in the end, it was uh, between Karpov and Morphy, and Morphy in the end won. Uh, so th- the next big saga will be the Paul Morphy saga. And but even though uh, there was uh, there were five choices, uh, I would enjoy doing all of those. So. Uh, it doesn't really matter uh, which one the viewers choose because I, I, I'm going to enjoy all of them. And I do wish to learn a lot more about uh, all of them, of course. And, you know, I, I, I try to do some tweaking on, on the sound, uh, but I, I don't invest all that much in equipment. I, st- I still use my old PC that I used when I started the channel, still use the same camera. It's not nothing special. Uh, the, the microphone is the same, uh, the, the one that my girlfriend got me, uh, the, the Blue Yeti, you know, one I would recommend to, to everyone doing YouTube. So, yeah, but like, like I mentioned, I, I do try to improve a little uh, in regards that I am interested in starting a podcast. I already have uh, everything set up and I will try to bring some people from the chess world to, to, to further benefit the, the videos that, that I make. Oh, that'll be that'll be awesome. So what what do you have in mind? So is it going to be like video interviews or audio only? And is it going to be done in your studio? What, what are you cooking up, Antonio? Well, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not interested in doing it online. Uh, I'm and I, I'm not going to have it like uh, it's going to be every week. Like uh, since I live in Croatia, if if someone is, uh, you know, passing by or if someone is interested in, in uh, uh, meeting me in Croatia, you know, e- even for the sole purpose of uh, b- being on my podcast, then I would, uh, you know, welcome them, you know, g- give them a place to stay or, you know, g- give them food, offer them something to drink. So, but also enjoy a nice conversation. So either if it's someone who wants to promote a book or maybe uh, maybe a chess historian that would, uh, you know, uh, increase our, our, our vast knowledge of maybe Jose Roll Capablanca or maybe someone from someone uh, in FIDE, some officials maybe, or, or maybe even some of the top grandmasters. Uh, it's hard to say. I still haven't decided. But uh, first, uh, I'm going to prepare everything and then I'm going to do an open invitation. Okay. Even if, if you're in Croatia anytime, you know, you're welcome to drop by on a podcast and and, and a beer. Wow, that sounds good, especially the, the beer part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I know you've talked in the past. I mean, your, your, your Twitter profile says you love beer. You've talked about it in your videos. You got asked about it in your Q&A, etc. So um, I'm, I'm with you in spirit. Um, uh, you know, I've got uh, two little ones, so I don't get to go out for beers as much as I used to. But um. But yeah, always a good time. Chess and beer go well together. Yes, they do. As do chess and wine, for that matter. Um, uh. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds exciting. So uh, keep us posted. And will it be released on like audio-only uh, formats as well? Or will it just be on your channel? No, I'm actually considering a different channel for that. Uh, so I don't uh, mix it with, with the content I'm creating on this channel, but I will promote it on my original channel. So, you know, people who are interested can enjoy also that. But if someone isn't interested in that, if someone is only interested in the games, uh, I'm not going to bother them with notifications about uh, about podcasts. Okay. But it, uh, I'm, I, I do plan to release it on, on both audio and video streams. Okay. 
And I have a few more questions about your channel, but that makes me think of, of course, that you went to the World Championship uh, in London. Um, okay. So, so is that the sort of thing where you would bring a recorder and try to grab some people, or would you just keep that as like a, a fan networking sort of trip? Well, when I uh, when I went to London, I didn't really go there to work. I I went to to meet up with uh, with with a friend to to meet some fans who were interested in, in dropping by to 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 enjoy the venue. I I actually didn't take any photos there or or even do any recordings. I I did record the two two games, the first and second game they played uh, of the World Championship match, but that's pretty much it. Uh, so I I didn't go there to work. Uh, would I uh, try to get some interviews there, perhaps? Uh, but I don't. I don't think so. At least not for now. For now, I, I would prefer if uh, if they uh, came to my to my so-called studio. Okay. Yeah. Well, Europe is compact enough that even though Croatia, of course, it has some some strong players like Ivan Saric, and uh, I'm sure I said his name wrong, and um, you know a lot of a lot of strong players historically from that area. So hopefully, it'll be interesting to see. I I, I would look forward to to seeing who pops into the uh, the uh, worldwide Agadmater headquarters. Um, yeah, me too. So far, I I don't know if anyone will be interested. But uh, okay, if if they if not, you know, I don't lose anything. I'm just uh, it's uh, uh, with the way I see it, uh, my channel gets over 10 million views a month. So yeah. if anyone wishes to, you know, use that community to to do some good to to share something, then then you are welcome to do that. Yeah, I was gonna say with 535,000 subscribers, I I think there'll be some interest. It's safe to say. Um, so have you thought, Antonio, yet? It's, so the next World Championship in November, um, the two finalist uh, venues, FIDE is saying, or destinations for the match are either Argentina or United Arab Emirates. Have you, have you given thought to if you're going to make another trip? Oh, I definitely will. Uh, I definitely will. Uh, I, I, I still don't know where I would prefer it to be. But uh, then again, it's, uh, I, I don't think it really matters as uh, I'm not going to go there for for more than a few days and mostly i, I i'm going to be at the, at the chess venue so i, I think whichever is um, will, will be fine yeah yeah um i don't know that much about united arab emirates to be honest i definitely love argentina um okay we got a couple questions from supporters of the show antonio you ready Okay, shoot. Okay, the first one is from Michael Kahn. He says, and he's got a few, but we'll take them one by one. Uh, so for listeners who don't know, the way it works is people who support the channel via Patreon or PayPal uh, find out the guests in advance and can submit questions. So Michael asked, he said, uh, first, the obvious question, how did you learn English so well? Do you speak other languages besides English and Croatian? Uh, I do not speak other languages. I do. I do speak some German. Uh, you know, if if I really wanted something, then I would. Uh, I would be able to to make uh, people from Germany understand me. And uh, but uh, I, I never really, never really tried to to learn it. It's just it was mandatory in school. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I do. Yeah. No, other than that, not really. Just uh, just a little, a little bit of German and English. English mostly via via video games and uh, Cartoon Network, basically. Wow. So not not formal study as much. No, not at all. Actually, I actually don't think I learned anything in school regarding uh, English. Maybe maybe a few words I didn't know, but uh, mo okay. mostly from video games. As there's so much reading, the video games I play are mostly role playing games where you basically just read all the time so. <laughs> that's funny that's uh probably good for good for your your chest vast knowledge as well the the reading <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it developed the habit <laughs> ah yeah, yeah. <laughs> most definitely um and speaking of the vast knowledge you've got a few running jokes in the in the show uh, excellent subscriber vast knowledge um how, how did you hit upon those uh, I don't think uh, I don't think I did. Like uh, sometimes I can't remember what to say, and then I say it, and then it just turns out okay. <laughs> so it wasn't uh, yes, some sort of an elaborate plan. It was just a, a spur of the moment. And I don't think it's actually good. I just think that uh, people started repeating it so much. Maybe some, maybe even to some extent, you know, to to make fun of me or to joke about it. But in the end, it it picked up. Nice, yeah. Well, it's good that you sounds like you have a lighthearted attitude about it. Um, 
it, it, you know, you you get so many, you get so much feedback that even if most of it's going to be positive, some of it's going to be negative. And for some people that can sort of be, um, be a drag, even if it, even if it's more positive, just you remember the negative things more, but it sounds like you have a good attitude about the whole thing. Yeah, but it, I, I would say that's mandatory if you're, if you're doing YouTube. Uh, I know some of my friends, they say, uh, uh, oh, wow, look at this comment. It's really ugly. Uh, wh- what are you going to reply? I'm like nothing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have uh, too much to do as it is. But uh, so some people focus uh, only on the negative comments and they would, they would waste too much time on it. But it's simply not possible. Yeah, it's a good attitude, and I think uh, good advice for for anyone listening. Um, okay, so we're going to come back to some questions from Michael Kahn, but right now I want to stick to the the channel before we get to a little uh, proper chess talk. So another question about oh, and Michael by the way says your your YouTube channel has a soothing effect. Keep up the good work. Um, okay, now thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> now moving on to a question from Jordan Goodwin. Uh, he asks, what do you think has made your, your channel arguably the most popular chess commenter? Not arguably. <laughs> what has made it the most popular chess commenter or YouTube channel compared to other channels that do similar analysis? Well, uh, I actually think it's the, it's the community that, that uh, the people enjoy. I mean, that's, that's a weird thing to say because in the beginning there was no community. But uh, I think that uh, people appreciate that it's uh, even if uh, I didn't really do anything in the video, I think people still enjoy the, the positive of, of the chess that I bring. Uh, so it, it's, it's sort of a chess social network where people just feel good. You, you, you check out on a video, you enjoy the comments, the comments are, uh, they are never about politics, they are never uh, uh, insulting, they, I mean, there are, every community has its fair share of trolls, but but here uh, on my channel, and I, I'm very happy that, it, that it's uh, like that, the, the people are just uh, amazing, so I, I really think that people come every day to, to you know, uh, dig into that uh, big pile of, of, uh, <laughs> of greatness, uh, so to say, and uh, and feel good, you know, and uh, they they feel good by by reading by, uh, the comments, by contributing, by uh, I even get a lot of mass- messages that uh, where people tell me that they uh, you know play my videos before they go to sleep, that my voice helps them uh, sleep. Uh, I don't know. I, I received a lot of videos that that said that uh, I'm a very positive person and that it helps them cure their depression. And uh, you, you would be amazed to, to hear how many people, uh, well, I, I know a lot of people are depressed, but how many people sent me this? So, uh, I don't know. So that's got to be a good feeling. Positive. Yeah, it is. So, I, I don't think people actually care that much about uh, me explaining a chess game. There are, there are so many more, more competent people uh, that, that do that online who are far stronger than me in, in actual skill. So, I, I do believe that it's uh, the... The, the positive effect that I bring. Yeah, I, I can relate to what you say about um, there being more competent people, stronger people, because before I started this podcast, I sort of, you know, I'm like 2150 USCF. Um, uh, I felt the same way, um, but at the same time, I felt like I had something to offer, but it was a, a little bit daunting doing it. Did you have uh, inhibitions about it at the beginning um, based on the fact, I mean, obviously we're both like above average chess players, but there's so many grandmasters and stuff creating content. Was that um, daunting at all? No, not at all. Because uh, one thing that uh, if you go to Lee Chess, I mean, even if you're like uh, 2000 rating or maybe 2100, you, you will still be better than 95% of players. So uh, even though, uh, of course, you can watch, I don't know, Daniel King, you can watch Peter Sviller, you can watch uh, a- anyone online who can, who can really explain things uh, incredibly well. Uh, however, for, a, for a, your general viewer who is maybe, maybe 1,600, maybe 1,200, maybe, maybe 18, maybe, I don't know, uh, 800 maybe, uh, who, who knows? Uh, that's. Uh, uh, he, I don't think that he he's able to to make a difference between between those explanations and and the ones I make. Uh, not not in terms of quality, of course. Uh, of course, uh, I don't know. One Peter Fiddler will make a far better explanation of anything regarding chess. But to to the general viewer, he he wants to enjoy 
uh, a nice story. He wants to, to to enjoy a nice short game, and he wants to I don't know uh, share it with his friends. So so it, it should be a positive experience, not not a maybe maybe not a twenty five minute video uh, yeah. of of why Knight A five is, is good in Groomfield and maybe not in other openings. Uh, even though there are people who who need that, and there is a very specific audience for that, but it's just that the general public is much larger than than uh, what, what what a grandmaster would would talk about. I would say. Yeah, I mean, clearly the the popularity of your channel has has proven that. It's just it's impressive to me. I I, I personally wouldn't have guessed it going in. You know, I like uh, when you started three years ago. I think uh, the biggest YouTube channels were like uh, Jerry. Uh, Chess Network and John Bartholomew was still making a lot of videos. Um, was there was there anyone else you remember looking at and um, considering the work of as you got started? Well, when I first uh, the first uh, YouTube chess that I remember when I started using YouTube for you know enjoying some chess videos are Mato Yelich and Kings Crusher. Right. So yeah. uh, two Classics. of them are the first that I remember. Then uh, then I found Jerry from Chess Network. He was by far the biggest. Uh, and I think that there was the the chess website. Uh, I think they they were also quite uh, quite big, and uh, th- that's pretty much it. When I, when I started, those were the bigger ones. Okay, jo- John Bartholomew, uh, but he was around. I think he was around thirty thousand subscribers when when I started, uh, and maybe yeah, that that's that's about it. Wh- what I remember. Okay, when I, I started out. Okay, and you you didn't necessarily know going in I'm gonna you know create something huge and something different. You just wanted to get in the game and see what happened. Yeah, now that now that you ask me that, I, I, I it's not like I had an agenda. I I you know I had uh, I had some knowledge that I wanted to share, and uh, if there were people maybe interested in watching that or hearing about it, then that that would make me happy. And uh, well, you know, it, it did. Yeah, yeah, clearly. I mean, you, you know, you mentioned. I mean, it, it took off very quickly. Um, and you you mentioned the community being being the strong suit. So um, I know that obviously the comments are where a lot of interaction takes place. But I'm not like a a huge YouTube person. So what happens? Like, I know there's like the community tab and stuff. Like, how much of the inner? I know you've run tournaments on Lee Chess. So what goes on besides just responding to the comments? How else do do you build a community? Well, uh, if I, if I, for example, uh, the 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 YouTube tab community, uh, that stuff doesn't really, uh, that's pretty much useless. I mean, uh, in a whole year, I will maybe use that ten times maximum, like maybe to do a few polls and uh, to 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 make like a large announcement. But since I I do videos every day, I, I make most of the announcements uh, in the videos. Sometimes if I forget to make one, I will then use use the community tab. But it's possible to to create the not to create, but to to bet bet better the community or to provide better content uh, by by organizing tournaments. By uh, for example, uh, let, let me just think like uh, Eugenio Torre, the the uh, grandmaster from Filipino, made a song about Bobby Fischer and uh, it was brought to my attention by a subscriber and I really enjoyed enjoyed it it was really it was really touching you know uh, it was by uh, it was like a like a rework or a remake of the Starry Starry Night by Don McLean and uh, it, it was about Bobby Fischer it was a beautiful song and I heard it and I invited everyone to, to listen to it and uh, you know I thought if it made me feel that good then maybe it will do that for for other people as well and uh, a lot of people enjoyed it, and uh, it's something I don't know. A lot of people tell me that some uh, you know content creators don't usually invite people to check out other people's content, but I, I actually do that quite often, and I think people really really respect that. Yeah, I saw that uh, with uh, you know you're a big fan of uh, Rashid Nejmadinov, and I know that you you recommended like a three part series about his life. Um, yeah, by Jessica Fisher. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's that's definitely noble of you. So, so you're responding in the comments, and of course, you're active on social media. You've got a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all that. So, are, are those your main methods of building the community? 
Well, the the main YouTube is definitely the main method. As uh, on Facebook, Facebook nowadays is pretty bad. You know, if you're not sponsoring your content, no one no one will see it. Like even if you have like a hundred thousand followers on Facebook, if you don't pay for a sponsored uh, publication, like maybe I don't know a hundred people will see it. So it's not not that uh, useful. Uh, Twitter is okay, although I, I I mostly use Twitter for for nonsense and uh, retweeting other useful stuff that that people do. Uh, but uh, mo- mostly it's it's YouTube. I, I tried some other things like um, I don't even remember what they're called. There there's this um, uh, tool gamers use to to talk. Uh, so uh, I I did try to to create a, a part of the community there, or maybe to to try and uh, share notifications when I upload my video so people receive it faster. Uh, but uh, it it just takes too much time. So uh, it, it's I mean uh, taking care of YouTube and Twitter is uh, any time more than that I don't have. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's move on to actual chess, Antonio. You ready? Okay, let's go. Speaking of talking chess, we're going to take a quick break to tell you about the latest from Chessable. You probably already know about their Move Trainer technology that enables you to remember opening lines more effectively by testing you on what you learn repeatedly until you have it down cold. Well, now there's a new opening course by GM Alex Kolovich, who's been on the show. It's called Breakdown Anti-Sicilians, and it helps you against all these pesky anti-Sicilian lines. So whether you're a Nidorf player or you're breathing fire with the dragon, you got to know what to do against the Alapin, the Close Sicilian, the Moragambit, the Grand Prix, the Moscow, all that stuff. And with this course from Chessable.com, you will know what to do. So go to the website and check it out. All right, back to the interview. So, uh, <laughs> candidates coming up. Um, how are you able to maintain your chess fandom? Like, would you be rooting for someone in the candidates, or is it too, um, you know, too too much business at this point for you to actually take an active rooting interest? Well, I I don't think I ever had like, especially in modern chess, I don't think I I was ever rooting for anyone. Uh, like, okay, uh, when when Vasily Vanchuk is playing, I'm always rooting for him. I don't care who's playing in the <laughs> tournament. I always root for him. But in the candidates tournament, uh, especially this one, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Ding Ding is one of the people that I would like to challenge. Magnus uh, Fabio already already had his chance, although I, I do think he will be a, an incredibly strong contender this time as well. Uh, but uh, no, I, I don't think I have any favorites. And uh, why do you love Chucky so much, Ivanchuk? I don't know. He's just such a such an incredible personality it's uh he's he just uh you, you can look at him all day you know it doesn't yeah, matter what he does he's yeah. just checking out a fly running you know flying around the room or <laughs> right or who knows what what's yeah. going on in yeah. his head playing checkers during chess award ceremonies and, and so on and so forth yeah he would be a good one if he i want him to pop into your studio drink some beers with you and and film a, record a podcast interview yeah, he's actually in Croatia quite a lot, so that, ah. that's not impossible. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and so you mentioned, of course, you're well-steeped in chess history, read many, many books, and I know you get asked this all the time, but just for for listeners who haven't seen you talk about it elsewhere, what are a few of your favorite chess books? Uh, well, uh <laughs> the favorite chess book well definitely uh one of my favorites and also i really love the author uh it's uh, dimitri bielica is the author and he has this uh, my friend bobby fisher it's really really awesome book and there's also this book uh, uh boris pasky on the move uh so if you go through that book and through this book it's like uh, it's like you have uh, i don't know two movies but they're they're actually about to collide so it's really, really incredible stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, or to, to really pinpoint one, I I don't think if I would be able to do that. Okay. Uh, Chess Fundamentals by Capablanca, although that's uh, uh, it, it does have some some uh, history in it, but mostly mostly it's about chess improvement. Uh, but uh, for example, I don't know. Uh, let me check. Uh, nothing pops to mind right now. Okay, I mean that's three good recommendations that that we don't get all the time. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you if you meant but uh, regarding like biographies or history or or chess improvement. 
it's you know open-ended question uh, i i Aha, think, okay i think so one of the one of the books I, i really enjoy and i recommend to everyone is uh, strategy and tactics by uh, by grigory uh, lisitsin and uh, i actually uh, have a few sets of those books uh, the the trilogy and i i often give it as a gift to to people when I, when, when someone you know pops up uh one, one of the books I, i i really enjoyed okay um good stuff And how and many... Sorry, I, I, no, I, I no, have go. to interrupt you. Uh, you. You keep saying that I know a lot about chess and uh, a lot about chess history. That's that's only, uh, well, that's, um, how to say it, uh, uh, c- compared to a, to a chess historian, I know next to nothing. But compared to the general viewer, I, I do know a lot. Yeah, I feel the same way. But it's you're very modest. It's, um, it's, it's good that you, you know, that's kind of you to say <laughs> about yourself. Yeah, okay, um, it's it is the truth. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, but I mean, some people wouldn't wouldn't call attention to that. Um, true, true or not. <laughs> um, so, how many hours a week are you reading? Do you read, Antonio? Uh, yes, I do, but uh, at the moment, uh, not uh, not all that much chess content. I'm currently reading some some other stuff, uh, but I am preparing the Morphe saga now, so I. Uh, I, I do have some, uh, two two books uh, on Morphe to, to get to get it going. And what about just all in all, not just counting chess stuff? Like, how often do you read generally? Well, uh, it, it, there's like uh, it, it, a few months can go by without me reading anything, but on a good month, I, I may read like three books. So it, it really really depends. Okay. And and now that your channel is like kind of crushing it, you know, growing rapidly, uh, you're still putting out a lot of content. But do you find that you have more time as you learn to sort of optimize things and get them down to a science, or is the channel still keeping you extremely busy? Ooh, it's uh, it's like uh, a 24 hour job. Only I, I uh, the the thing I really enjoy is that I don't consider it to be a job. Yeah, it's more of a hobby that pays well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, when I when I go for coffee in the morning, I I, I check the comments, I check on Twitter, I, I check like today. I didn't know, uh, I, I didn't prepare any games since I was playing in a tournament uh, over the over the past three days. And uh, I don't know, I saw uh, chess historian Olympio Urkan posted on Twitter a very nice game by Iranian grandmaster Parham Maksudlu, and uh, I really enjoyed the game. And that's the game I covered today. Right. Uh, so, but the, is browsing Twitter actually? a job for me no it isn't i i do enjoy that yeah um yeah it, it was it was a nice game by the way so i'll be sure to, to is your video up yet i mean this, it'll be oh, up, yeah but... i uploaded it uh, some four hours ago i believe okay cool so yeah we will link to the video and how did the tournament go Uh, it went uh, much better than I expected since uh, even though i cover a lot of games i don't have all that much playing experience i very rarely play and uh I, it wasn't uh, too strong of a tournament. Uh, there were like uh, maybe four FIDE ma- four or five FIDE masters in the tournament, and uh, I did five and a half out of nine, which was uh, a lot better than I expected. Since uh, I think <clears throat> six opponents were higher rated than me, and uh, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty good. And uh, I will uh, I also have to cover one of the games that I played uh, on the channel, so. Uh, I was very, very impressed with with how I was able to not blunder anything. Yeah. Uh, I I did blunder the game uh, against the, the the person who won the tournament, but uh, it was uh, it was in a, in an equal equal ending position, so to say. Uh, I totally misread the position and uh, lost. But it, it, I, it it's not that I'm saying I lost because of that one move. Uh, he's a much better player, and he just kept pressuring, 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 and of course, at some moment, I, uh, I lost, uh, you know, a, a count of what was happening. And uh, uh, well, all in all, I'm, I'm very happy with how I played. Good. Um, and anything you've mentioned in the past that you you don't have a ton of time to spend on your chess. Your content creation keeps you pretty busy, um, so it's good that you got out there. Do you, do you have any plans of doing so again? Any other tournaments lined up? Well, not really, and uh, pretty much the only reason why I played uh, this one uh, is because it's uh, like uh, five minutes of walking distance. Oh, from that's where awesome! I yeah, it is. That that's pretty cool. Cool. Well, well, sort of like a county championship. Okay, and it was there like, did it lead to something if you won, or just a trophy or something? 
Well, yeah, you. I think if you if you win, you you get sponsorship for for national championship. Uh, it's an open championship, so anyone can enter. But I think the first five uh, first five prizes receive money, uh, so it's sort of a sponsorship for for further uh, championship. Okay, and uh, what was was it a fast game, slow game? Like, what was the time control? Uh, 45 minutes plus 15 seconds increment. So it, it is a classical game, but uh, you, you really don't have a lot of time. Okay. I think that's reasonable. I think like game 60 minutes to me is is ideal. I mean, I, I could use more time, but just in terms of pra- mixing practicality and a little bit of time to think, 60 minutes with some sort of increment is, is what I prefer. Um, and the reason I brought up time controls is uh, circling back to Michael Can. He has a question relating to time controls. So he asks, he says, I was wondering about the difference in the quality of play at different time controls. If you were given two games played by the same two grandmasters, would you be able to guess, uh, not being told which one was classical and which was rapid, would you be able to guess which was which? Uh, No. No, definitely not. Because, uh, well, the game I showed today uh, that Maksudlu won in the Sicilian, uh, even though it's a three-minute game, they, they know so much theory that you know for the first twenty moves you have n- you you couldn't uh, know if it's a world chess championship game or a well okay world chess championship may be a bad example since the, you will not see those kind of lines in a world chess championship game but no th- there's no way uh, there was a game I covered on my channel it was a bullet game on leeches that Magnus played against the penguin against Andrew Tang and uh, up until I don't know they, they blasted out twenty moves of of strong theory and I mean it's it's impossible to know whether it would be a a, a bullet game or a classical game. Uh, okay, later on uh, if there were blunders, of course it's possible. But uh, for 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 some, if it's hour and a half or or half an hour, I, I don't think it, it it would be possible. Of course, for for a strong grandmaster, he would definitely be able to tell the difference. But uh, I I don't think I would be able to do it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was going to say someone like Peter Svidler, of course, uh, could could tell. But uh, us mortals might have might have a harder time. Um, so I just wanted to ask you a couple more questions, Antonio, if you're okay with it. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Um, so we got to talk about Mado, your celebrity dog. Um, has, uh, okay. has has all his success gone to gone to his head? No, he's still just uh, sleeping on the floor here next to me. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Is he getting like uh, higher quality dog bones now? Oh yeah, on, on, only the best. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, well deserved. I mean, I do feel like I think he's a part of your success, honestly. Uh, well, definitely. I mean, people people love dogs. I mean, people love animals, especially dogs. And uh, when when they see a happy dog in the video. Uh, it it just you know uh, uh, broadens all, all the happiness they they got through chess. So it it's it, it's a huge bonus. Yeah, and you mentioned in uh, your Q and A that he's actually kind of camera shy. Yeah, he 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 can't stand like even even if I want to take a photo of him with my smartphone, he he acts like I'm I'm gonna kill him. He just puts <laughs> his head head to the side, and uh, I, I have no idea why. <laughs> It's like uh, I swear. Sometimes he he can actually tell if I'm uh, pointing my smartphone at him when he's sleeping. <laughs> sometimes uh, he's snoring, and I want to like record a, like a five second video of him snoring, and then he stops snoring. That's and it, it happens every time. That's very funny. But when the video is rolling, he he doesn't mind chilling on the couch. Yeah, I don't think he. I, I think he thinks I'm talking to him. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no one else here, so I. I <laughs> He can't grasp, of course, <laughs> that I'm making a video. Uh, so he, he just thinks I'm talking to him a lot. Okay. I, I, I mean, I am talking to him a lot uh, as it is, but uh, I, I guess it just makes him even happier. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good life. He learn, sits, sits back, learns a lot of chess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of dog is he? Uh, well, he's a. I don't know what's a what's a word for that. I think it's mutt. Cr- yeah. crossbreed. Yeah, mutt. Yeah. yeah. But uh, between what, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. I, I often joke to my friends that he's a he's a you know combination of a of a Great Dane and and maybe a, something smaller. Yeah. Most... Well, it's a cool looking dog. Um, so, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So Antonio, j- just in closing, I wonder. I mean, you've mentioned you've kinned at the stuff a little bit. You've got the podcast coming. Um, you've got the the Nezhmedinov one million viewer. Uh, one million subscriber goal. What else do you have 
planned and how often do you plan for your channel as opposed to just sort of keeping up with the workflow of putting out new videos? Well, I don't uh, plan all that much, uh, although I do have, uh, well, uh, hopefully in some two months time, uh, we're currently working on a, on a chess manga, sort of a comic book uh, about chess. Uh, should be the, I don't know if it will be the first one uh, in the world, uh, as I, I saw uh, Gary Kasparov was a part of a, of a of either an anime or a chess manga. Uh, and he tweeted about it that it should be released uh, some last year in September, although it wasn't, so I don't know what's happening with that. Uh, but uh, we, we are planning on releasing it somewhere during uh, March. So okay. hopefully, hopefully people will, will enjoy that as well. Okay, so chess manga, continuing to build the channel, podcast, world championship. Anything else in the in cooking, or is that about it? Uh, well, no, no, that's about it. Uh, I do have, have some like long term plans where I want to like uh, really, really better the community, start really helping everyone. Uh, but I, I need to get even bigger, bigger to do that. Uh, I, I would say. Well, it's amazing to see. I mean, if you had told me, I mean, forget like who it is, but just that anyone would would get to to five hundred thirty five thousand subscribers so quickly. I mean, it's it's great all that you're doing to to help promote chess. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was possible, especially since it's chess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. I always uh, I remember when I was. Um, Watching a channel, it was about uh, well, about anime mostly. Uh, I think he, uh, Master Media has it, and he made a video how he how he got two hundred thousand subscribers in a year. Uh, and I thought, well, okay, that's that's really incredible. But that's that's Dragon Ball and stuff. Everyone loves that. And uh, then I realized that uh, in one year, I I also got uh, around two hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, and it's chess, so it's. Uh, I didn't think that that was possible and that so many people were interested in chess. Yeah, it's great to see. And you're doing so much that that's positive. We we did mention the sort of trolly YouTube comments that anyone with a channel of of your stature is is going to to see. Um, have you experienced any sort of jealousy from the actual chess community? Uh, well, if you if you ever visit uh, Reddit, uh, then you will see that uh, people people on Reddit don't really like me. They just uh, they mostly say I uh, I'm uh, <clears throat> like uh, I don't know what what they call it that I'm an engine with a voice. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that I just uh, you know say the moves that were played and that's it. End of story. Okay, I mean, if if that was the case, then then definitely everyone could do what I do. But uh, I I do believe I bring something more to the to the table. Okay. Does it does it bother you when you read stuff like that, or you're just used to it at this point? I oh, know, not really. It never bothered me. It's um, it's just uh, people say that, uh, uh, for example, why would someone watch my content if they can watch, for example, Peter Swidler analyzing the same game? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh i mean uh okay one uh, videos are shorter uh two uh that that's all i have that's all i have i have no idea uh but uh for, for some reason people people prefer this format okay and, yeah uh, i mean i think i do think a lot of it comes from jealousy i mean i have to admit like just without doing any work there's there's an impulse to be jealous just because there's i mean you're one of the biggest chess stars in the world uh like all within three years. So I think that, that that's where it comes from. And it really doesn't have much to do with you. I mean, clearly, you're, you know, a, a modest guy that that appreciates what what you've built. And of course, you've worked incredibly hard. Uh, yeah, def- I mean, <laughs> most definitely. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know if, if it was if uh, I would call it jealousy. Uh, it's more of a uh, people like to share their opinions on my. That's for sure. Yeah, oh. <laughs> no, no disputing that. But yeah. luck- luckily, most of the people, um, yeah, most of the people. I mean, your your whatever they call it, the thumbs up compared to thumbs down, is always quite positive. The comments are generally quite positive. So I'm glad that you're able to let it roll off your back and continue to bring so many people into the the wonderful world of chess. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 one of the greatest things I enjoy about my channel is uh, so many people 
uh, write to me and they they just tell me they gave up on chess like 30 years ago. Yeah, so exactly. I received some even 50 years ago. As a 70 year old gentleman sent me that he he stumbled upon my video. He played chess as a teenager and now he he started realizing at at the age of 70 what what a beautiful game that is. And I received so many of those and that just uh, I mean it's just amazing. Yeah, and I teach a lot of I teach a lot of school programs, so I teach a lot of kids. And when I meet their parents, um, a lot of the parents might be starting to to get their feet wet, getting a little interested in chess. And they'll tell me they're watching some videos, and I always try to find out who they're watching. And invariably, the response is like, "Oh, I don't know the guy's name. He has kind of like an Eastern European accent." You know, they they start to describe you, and I'm like, "Yep, I know who they're watching." Okay, most chess channels have a Eastern <laughs> European accent. <laughs> okay, but I dig a little further. I'm like, do they have a dog? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Mato always gives it away. Um, okay, so Antonio, I'm guessing most people listening know where to find you. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, is there anything else I should link to in the show description? Uh, well, not really. Uh, hopefully, when when we when this is published, I will I will be able to to invite everyone to enjoy it. Uh, but uh, no, that that's it. I, I I'm on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram mostly, and that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, keep up the great work promoting chess, and uh, congratulations on all of your success, Antonio. Uh, thank you, and thank you for having me on the show. And uh, I hope you you also uh, you know reach out to to the broadest community possible. Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay, man. Thanks, as always, to my producer Matthew Passy for making Perpetual Chess happen. I also want to thank all you guys and girls who helped me grow Perpetual Chess. That includes everyone who tells a friend about the show, everyone who writes a positive review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever other podcast platform you may be on all of it is appreciated and all of it keeps me going but of course most of all i want to thank the people who provide financial support to the show i would like to give extra special thanks to the following people and entities they are chessable quality chess books the capital city chess club the Apprentice twitch channel andrew bach austin clough benjamin porto kathy carr chad oliver Dan O'Hanlon, Danny Davidson, David Schreiber, I am Dimitri Schneider, Faraz Sawaf, Gary Foreman, Greg Natel, Greg Shahadi, Guven Manet, Jens Green, John Jernigan, John Cromarty, John McCarthy, Kelly Palmer, Kevin O'Callaghan, Lone Pine Chess, Lorraine Dore, Lucio Casada Silva, The Law Offices of Stuart Katz, Michael Kahn, FM Michael Oplin, Mike Zelazny, Moonmaster9000, Peter Sodi, Reuven Fisher, Seattle Chess Club, Thomas Stanix, Thomas Tachenko, Todd Bryant of Strong Chess, and Todd Kennedy. And I would also like to thank the following people and entities. They are Aaron Waffler, Ace Fayega, Adam Ralph of ChessEngland.com, Adrian Gutierrez, Alex Pejas, FM Andre Terakov, Andrew Perry, Better Chess Training, Bill Juniper, Bill Moran, Brad and Andy Rosen, Brett Howard Lynn, Brian Mullis, Chad Hilton, Dr. Charles Snodgrass, Chris Flanagan, Chris Wainscott, Christopher Baumgartner, Christopher Shabri, Chris Lott, Christopher Wood, I am Christoph Zalecki, a.k.a. Chess Explained, Coach Jay's Chess Academy, Courtney Fry, Daniel Gell, Daniel Ginsberg, Daniel Lucas of U.S. Chess Federation, Daniel Naylor, Dave Saylor, David Cramley, CEO of Chessable.com, Dalen Shelton, Dwayne Edmonds, Ethan Smith, I am Elect Donnie Ariel, the Fox Valley Chess Club of Aurora, Illinois, Dr. Frank Tortoris, Gary Andrews, Gary Lewis, Geert Vandervelt, Gerard Barta, Giovanni Russo, Han Shoot, Harish Srinivasan, James Aspinwall, James Benastia, James Moore, Jason Anfang, Jason Woolham, J. Deep Chakrabarty, Jeff Anderson, Jeffrey Martello, Jerry Wells, J.J. Stranod, John Fernandez, John Fontaine, John Hartman, John Jeffrey, John McMurtry, Jordan Goodwin, Jose Rodriguez, Justin Gardner, Jen Shahadi, Joel Rocky, John Thompson, GM Josh Friedel, I am Kare Christensen, WGM Katerina Nemsova, Kelly Palmer, I am Kostya Kovutsky, Krishna Kapala Krishnan, Larry Ryforth, Laura Belyovsky, Martin Knudsen, Matthew Passi, Matthew Tedesco of SeattleChessMeetup.org, the Mechanics Institute Chess Club of San Francisco, Michael Allard, Miguel Araspidi, Mike Clem, Mr. Mike Shahadi, Nate Salon, Neil Bruce, Olaf Mueller Michaels, GM Pascal Charbonneau, Passi Passanen, Paul Bain, Paul Clarkson, Paul Swainey, Paulo Santana, Peter Lux, Peter Merrifield, Randy Temple, Ricky Grijalva, Roy Yearwood, Ryan Berg, the Say Chess YouTube channel, Scott Doherty, Scott McKinnon, Sebastian Finsterwalder, 
WGM, Tatia Vabrahamian, Tim Brennan of TacticsTime.com, Tim Seymour, Timothy Ha, Tom Edsel, Tomas Komonich, Tony Rotella, Tyrin Price, Victor Vrinkuls, Wayne Beam, William Brock, William Juniper, William Peterson, FM Zhao Chang of Chess1000.com, Zhivko Stoyanov, and that is everyone. Thanks, everyone. Catch you guys next week. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.